What are we in right now? We're in September. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll start. <laughs> All right. All right. So for the month of October, we are focusing on restore. So our four pillars of health are food, movement, relaxation, and sleep. And then we added in the last one, uh, since we're a chiropractic office, restore is a medication-free um, medication recovery, right? Or re restoring your body through non-medicated means. Now, we're not saying that all medication is bad. I'm firmly believing that every medication that was developed originally was developed with good intentions in mind, mm -hmm. right? They were all developed for short-term use, um, some for long-term ideas in mind, but most medications are used as a stopgap for the patient to be okay and be able to survive and then make habitual changes to themselves and their lifestyle so that those conditions um, don't crop up in the future. So as a chiropractor, we really felt like Restore should have its own separate um, pillar because there's a lot of little things that you can do to help yourself out on your own. Um, so in this video, we're going to go over some of the most common um, medications that are being taken on a regular basis. Um, some of them are taken on a chronic, na on a chronic nature or um, taken frequently, right, on a, on a regular basis, which can lead to more of those side effects becoming a problem. Um, but as I mentioned, like chiropractors were trained without any medication education, and we were trained instead to treat and manage um, any sort of condition from an alternative from alternative means, right? Through changing of the habits. Um, so, Maureen, when how long ago did we meet? We met four years ago. Four years ago, and she had never been to a chiropractor. And you didn't know anything that chiropractors did. No. And I wanted to go over what her initial thoughts about what chiropractors do. Um, her initial or previous approach to health and utilization of medications. Mm -hmm. When to use them, when not to use them. Uh, when uh, kids in her classes um, would need medication and uh, when they wouldn't, right? So what were your first thoughts as to what chiropractors did or what they do? Before I met you? Before you met me, Before yes. Before I met you. Um, I think my perspective of chiropractic was that you just cracked people's backs. Yep. And that I had heard positive things. I knew some people who had, who had seen chiropractors on a regular basis, but then, you know, I had heard from plenty of people too, like stay away from chiropractors. They're not really doing anything beneficial. Yep. So I was really in a position, I think when we met to learn yep. and, um, to try to figure out for myself what, what was going to be beneficial. Yeah. And I remember the first time that you actually adjusted me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Where were we? At the we, office, right? We were at the old office, but in like, um, Oh, it the was big when room. They, yeah, the when big the room, room was big. Yeah. The big room. Yeah. And your dad came in in the middle of it. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. yeah that was the first time you met him, right? No. But um, but I remember being very um, unsure about it. Yeah. Because I had never experienced it before. But now I'm in there. Yeah. You're in there all the time. All the time. So you 
had heard good things, you had heard mm -hmm. negative things. Did you have any idea as to did you have any idea as to how much information can be gathered on the pillars of health that we focus on and no. the non-medicated approach? So no. we just suggested spine for what reason? For what purpose? If Do you, you know? Back, if you had back, back pain. pain. What about, about neck everything? stuff? Um, I don't think I ever really considered the neck, but I mean, that makes sense. So it was really a focus on back and neck. Yep. And that was really it. Mm -hmm. And then what have you noticed so far? What have you uncovered so far? Well, I think there's a lot more. Like, you're always so good about explaining how everything's connected to the spine. And I remember, I think, the first sort of, like, aha moment I had in terms of chiropractic treatment was one of the boys had an ear infection. Oh, yeah. And you were like, ice the neck, ice the neck. And I had no idea why I was icing the neck or what. But you went through the whole explanation of the ice reducing the inflammation and mm -hmm. um you know all it took for you was i don't remember which one of the boys it was but um you know to kind of feel around and without me even telling you could determine which ear was sensitive for them yep. just by feeling it um and i think at that moment i realized that there was a lot more cool. to chiropractic care than i realized before yeah so that's actually a perfect jumping on point about medications and stuff mm -hmm. is something like an ear infection. So ear infections, a lot of new moms can hear through like, um, just, just talking to their friends that chiropractors can help with ear infections. And then it becomes, okay, well, how the heck do they help with ear infections? Because the medical backing or the explanation that a lot of chiropractors give, I, I am not, I don't feel like it's, enough um it doesn't make sense in the medical medical model in the the medical education that most people in new england have like we we are um in new england we have a much more we we are much more educated in terms of modern medicine than other areas of the country right so if i say i can help ear infections as a chiropractor in new england i have to actually have some backing so when it comes to ear infections, ear infections is a bacterial infection in the ear, right? So what we do as a chiropractor is we want to make sure that that bacterial infection that is being inflamed, that is inflamed there, that it actually has enough room to drain through the canal and then through the lymphatic system. So what we do is as a chiropractor, we evaluate the neck and a lot of the bones or the bones that stack right up under the skull and all the muscles that attach right at those bones attach right up by the ear canal too. So we feel from one side compared to the other, those bones. And if there's excessive irritation amongst that musculature, then I'd say 95 to 99% of the time, that's the side that has the ear infection, mm -hmm. right? It's because that's the area where the bacteria is congested. That's the irritated area um, in the ear canal. So it's easy for me to guess which side is the um, infected ear without even looking in the ear, just based off of the way that everything feels mm -hmm. around that ear canal. Now, a medical model would prescribe antibiotics, which are one of the most common prescribed medications, right? So an antibiotic will kill off not only that bacterial that, or that bacteria that's causing that infection in the ear canal, but it will also kill off all the rest of the bacteria that is in and on our body, which 
can have some more long, like over the years, if used on a regular basis, can have some more mm -hmm. complicating um, issues down the road. So we don't prescribe the antibiotic. Instead, we work on reducing the inflammation and hoping that the body will actually drain on its own and the infection will actually reduce. And I mean, we don't say no to antibiotics, but we do educate our patients like, hey, give this a first shot, see if it helps. If you put your work in and we put our work in in the office and everything feels good, that's what I tell everyone, right? If, if you've got an ear infection and you come in and your child's neck feels great, then there's not much I feel I could do for you. And medication is the, the route for that, the right route for that. But more often than not, there's some irritation. We say, you know what, let's hold off on it for the minute as long as other things like fever and your child's temperament, those are biggies, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's see how you respond to us um, working on the neck there. And then um, we, we, can, we can be a little more patient with it. All right, so what are the biggies pre-meeting me and uh, after meeting me that you would um, go out and get an antibiotic for, like an ear infection or something like that? What, what were the keys for you to bring the kids into the doctors? The yeah. I think it's funny because, um, you know, in my early like mom years, I never really wanted to, I was never somebody who took a lot of medication. I never wanted to take medication, mm -hmm. but I didn't really have, like I would have a headache and my mom would give me such a hard time. She'd be like, just take something. But I never really wanted to, yeah. but I didn't have, so I didn't. And then when the boys would get sick, I felt like I wanted to follow that same line of thinking. Like I of not giving them of stuff. Of not or... giving them stuff. But at the same time, I didn't really have, you didn't the, have any backing or any medical background to know yeah. is it safe to not give them something? Yeah. Should I wait it out? Um, so you sort of, I think, as a mom, feel that pressure mm -hmm. also from other people, your own mother, yeah. um, of how you should sort of um, treat that situation. So I think typically in the past I would wait a little bit, but I didn't have a chiropractor or anybody who was doing any as sort of like a first line of defense. Yeah. Um, so for things like an ear infection, which fortunately, you know, my guys didn't have very many of those. Yeah. They don't have tubes, right? They don't have tubes. I mean, they have been relatively healthy, but on the few occasions where maybe they have strep or an ear infection, yeah, those are things we would end up at the doctors for. Yeah. Um, probably later than most people would go. Yeah. Um, but well, if, like, because you check fever. Yeah. And I'm not one either who, when the boys have a fever that I give them Tylenol or Motrin or anything yeah, to, to reduce down. the fever. I always feel like it's better if they can just kind of let their body take care of mm -hmm. it, um, on their own. Yeah. The, the big thing that I, and it's always, you gotta, you got to look at your own kid and you know your own kid best, mm -hmm. but I always like to gauge my child's temperament. Mm -hmm. Like when they're acting odd or they're acting like that, when they're not acting like themselves, that's a biggie as to me. Like, okay, let's bring them in. Let's get a second set of eyes on this. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure that nothing else is going on. And I really approach going to a my, my primary care physician as a 
okay, we need a medication now, and we need some further testing to figure out exactly what's going on um, that I would be uh, mm -hmm. I, I would otherwise be unable to do. Um, so I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but one of the big reasons why we approach it this way is because chiropractors are educated as primary care physicians, right? Mm -hmm. So we are in school, we're trained to diagnose, which means we're, we're trained to do all sorts of evaluation and figure out exactly what any condition is from asthma to pneumonia to uh, heart murmurs, all sorts of stuff like that. We um, learn how to evaluate those things. We come to a diagnosis and then we put together a treatment plan for that particular condition, all without ever including medication into the, into the system. But we are trained to, hey, when you see something, you have to refer it out because mm -hmm. when you catch these red flags, I mean, you're dealing with some serious things. You want to make sure that they're in the right hands. So we work as a, as a team with the other healthcare providers. Um, what else can we talk about? What else that's are we what I was going to say too. I feel like it really should be, like I feel like I have a pretty good team of medical experts now who yep. like you're always my first go-to. Yep. And then you've got, who else you got? And then you've got TJ. I, TJ, who has the ability to prescribe something so, so that if... So tell him who TJ is. TJ is... He is a doctor. He's a good friend of mine. He's a doctor of osteopathy. Osteopathy? Osteopathy. So he's, a, he's an osteopath. He's an osteopath. So he does <laughs> do some manipulation. Yeah. Not as much, right? He doesn't... Like, it's not his primary... It's a um, different technique than yeah. he used. So he use, utilizes different techniques... Uh, but he does have the ability to prescribe medication. Right. And a lot of osteopaths, um, depending on which ones you go to, they may prescribe more heavily. They may prescribe less heavily. Um, it's all a matter of the physician themselves and yeah. how they approach each particular case. All right, so you've got him. Um, yeah, and I feel like if we kind of make it through, like you and I together are not really, um, you know, people who would give the kids too many antibiotics or yeah. medications. But if we kind of go through, like I said, like that first line of defense and mm -hmm. things aren't improving, then I know I can go to TJ who also is not big on medications, so that if he does prescribe something, mm -hmm. then, you know, I feel better knowing that it's, that it's definitely warranted. And it's yeah. not just a, Hey, take this so you can go back to school in 24 yep. hours. Type yep. of deal. Yeah. Because one of the biggest issues with all of these things that we're talking about is the overprescription of stuff. Right. And a lot of times right. people don't even realize that they're being overprescribed. And also the provider isn't really realizing that he's overprescribing mm -hmm. you. I mean, it's, it's challenging for a medical doctor to have these medications changing as often as yearly, right? And all of a sudden a new medication comes out that's supposed to be good for this, this, and this. They have someone come in, tell them that it works great for this and this. And they, they just utilize that. So, I mean, it, it is challenging on them too, but we always want to make sure that we check the side effects, check to see, okay, what is the purpose of taking this? And then what am I going to do to help my body out after I take this? All right. So what did you end up learning in um, Gundry's books about antibiotics? Um, well, Put I me learned, on the spot. You are putting me on putting the spot. Me right on There's the spot. a term that I'm trying to pull out of my head and I can't. Get it, but really, like, there's those two different types of antibiotics. Um, you'll be able to give me the terminology. One that essentially, like, just wipes everything out, mm -hmm. and then the other ones. Broad spectrum. 
something like that, yeah. Yep. Um, that are more sort of fine-tuned, but typically what you get when you go to see your physician are the ones that wipe out the good and the bad bacteria. Yeah. And we've done so much reading and learning and implementing of how to build up, um, you know, all that good bacteria that we need in our bodies that, um, you know, I think I'm even more hesitant at times to put any, I mean, even that, Weekend where I had that, um, what did I have? Yeah, what did you take? Oh yeah, you you, you had you had a you had a disc flare up, a disc injury. Yeah, we and had to treat that. That was a real deal. So painful, but I knew that if I took any Tylenol or ibuprofen, then I would have just been wiping out, you know, yeah, all the good stuff in my digestive system. So the ibuprofen um, and the antibiotics. I mean, they both play a role in changing your health after you take them. Mm -hmm. um, the antibiotics, they will kill off most likely in more cases than not all of the bacteria in your body. And we're, uh, the more and more research that's being done, the more we realize that the gut is lined with bacteria, that it's actually this bacteria in our gut that is digesting this food more so than we're mm -hmm. actually digesting it. So those guys are valuable. And then our skin has bacteria on it which is very valuable mm -hmm. for us as well. So all this bacteria is killed off and then we've got to replenish this stuff. And this is why a lot of people that took a lot of antibiotics when they were in their younger years, and it's not their fault, their parents had no idea and the parents got the antibiotics, they give them to the kids. They are raised with uh, killing off their gut microbiome um, throughout their adolescence and childhood. And now they grow up and they've got uh, gastrointestinal issues and mm -hmm a lot of irritable bowel syndrome type symptoms, a lot of abnormal gastrointestinal function, right? Um, the anti-inflammatories change the gut, um, the uh, mucus lining of the gut, right? Okay. So that actually changes the way that the digestive system functions as well. So both of them can harm the gut. And when we get into like our food months and we really try to eat plant-based, limited protein, uh, no lectins, which gluten is a lectin. So, I mean, you can get an idea as to what a lectin is. Um, they are toxic to our digestive system that we want to make sure that we don't put any real foreign substance mm -hmm. into our digestive system that could impact the healing of the gut that we're trying, yes. that we're trying to do. Um, and let's see, so pain medications. Mm -hmm. What's your view on pain medications? What? With the anti-inflammatories. So like your approach on anti-inflammatories, you said that your mother, um, your mother told you to take it and whatnot, but like your approach with pain medications compared, like how high would pain have to be for you to take a pain medication? Pretty high. Yeah. I'd have to be pretty, yeah. I mean, I didn't take it all through that yeah. disc thing. That was probably one of the most uncomfortable things I'd had in a while. So how many times have you had pain that you wake up with the next day? And for how long would you say that lasts? So your back injury, you were waking up um, three, days. three or four days that yeah. you would wake up and you'd still be in pain. Yeah. So... Have you had any other conditions that are daily, like every day you wake up and it's still there? Besides post-labor? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so did you take anything post-labor? No. 
No. Okay. And how long did that last? A couple days. A couple days. Okay. So yeah. I feel like what a lot of patients end up, why they take this stuff like candy, like the anti-inflammatories, or even they end up getting on the opioids is because they wake up or the patients wake up every single day yeah. and it hasn't changed. And that is very discouraging both physically mm -hmm. and mentally. So that's the time that most patients, I feel, and that's when it's coined a chronic condition. They start taking the medication because life is tough every single yeah. day and it's just not going away. So it gets to them, um, which then again plays into the reasons you don't want to take these medications on a chronic basis so um, or on a regular basis. So what we want to do as chiropractors is get our patients out of the habit of taking these on a chronic, a chronic basis, right, or mm -hmm. taking them every day and teaching them tools and techniques as to how to minimize the irritation to this tissue mm -hmm. during your activities of daily living, right? So when you had your back injury, like we went over little exercises and postural tips and stuff. Yeah. And what did you find out with those? Um, did they help? Did, what, they which did ones help. helped the most? Yeah, they helped. Honest to goodness, the thing that helped the most, I think, was sleeping on the floor. Sleeping on the floor, yeah. So we recommend that, floor. yeah. I slept on the floor, I think, two nights in a row. Yeah. And it helped um, out great. Yeah, and that was a huge difference. But even since then, I think the like the tips that you gave me in terms of like, well, when you bend over, make sure you're bending like this. Or like, yeah. Even now, when I dry my hair, like I always like dry my hair upside down, but I make sure that that your hips are there. Yeah. Yeah. So we go over with our patients, um, like something as simple as so I ruptured a disc years ago. I lost all feeling in my leg, and one of the things I realized, or two things in particular, that when I removed them and they seem the simplest thing it, I started getting better was driving down, like I got my driveway finally paved, right? And just going down the, the driveway, the bumping, irritated my back subtly. And then the second was brushing my teeth and I would lean into my mirror at, like lean into it as opposed to like sticking my butt out like I should mm -hmm. and brushing my teeth. And those are biggies. So just by going over those types of tips, you finally start getting ahead of the, the chronic aspect of these conditions mm -hmm. because chronic, chronic pain is more often than not caused by abnormal or unhealthy movement habits, right? You're just moving in a way that is picking at this irritation, mm -hmm. this already irritated tissue. You're just picking at it throughout the day. So by you sleeping on the floor, yeah. by you focusing on drying your hair those little ways, you weren't picking at it. And the patients really, the patients that apply these things, they see huge difference, a, a lot more so than the ones that, like when patients come back in and they're not noticing change, we're continuing to find little things that they can modify. Um, one in particular that is always surprising to women that come in with neck stuff is when they, like, they'll get off up 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 off the table and they'll go like this with their hair and they'll kind of like flick their hair yeah. by doing I this with their hair. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I mean when they remove that little bit of a a habit, stuff starts getting better. So little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else were we going to talk about? You got anything else? Because we are, what are we at? We should do that one this weekend. This weekend? Another one? Okay. Do you want to do an answer? No. I, I would love to, yeah. When we can, like, think about it a little bit. Yeah, sure. We have a little more planning. So we're done with this. Are you done with it? Yeah, I think so.